This is the Menasha Public Library Podcast. Community. Conversation. Story. Public Library presents a book review written and read by guest podcaster Madeline Hookstra. The Anthropocene Reviewed was written by John Green and released in the year 2021. Essay-based book reviews and rates different facets of our human-centered world on a five-star scale. Green reviews everything from Piggly Wiggly to Sunsets using extensive research and his own personal experiences. As a tribute to the book, Madeline has written her own review in the style of John Green about Doty Island, located in Menasha, Wisconsin. In the Anthropocene Review, John Green morphs autobiography, the five-star review, and his curiosity for the world around him into a story of what it means to be a human living and interacting on Earth today. As an homage to the book and its lovely author, I'm going to do my own five-star review of Doty Island. I want to show through historical research and my own experiences the story of Doty Island's becoming and where it is now. Sixteen months ago, I moved back into my childhood home on Doty Island. It was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, and although the uncertainty of the future felt paralyzing, being home helped me keep my feet on the ground. I have many memories that take place on Doty Island, however, almost none of them focus on place. But while going on walks to escape the crushing boredom of quarantine, I became enthralled with the island around me. I'd like to share some stories and observations with you that will hopefully give context to this beautiful and interesting place. The island is located at the mouth of the Fox River. In fact, Doty Island splits the Fox River into two channels with rapids on either side. These natural rapids were a key feature of the landscape because they ensured water power to the area. This feature did not go unnoticed by James Doty, the man who discovered Doty Island. Mr. Doty recognized that because of the endless supply of water power, Doty Island was the ideal place for settlement. The man homesteaded the island by building a large log cabin, a replica of which still stands today. James was also the first governor of Wisconsin, a federal judge, and a congressman. The first feature of Doty Island I'd like to discuss is the Boulevard Boundary. Nicolet Boulevard, named after famed explorer Jean Nicolet, acts as a physical border that splits the island into two rival cities, Nina on one side, Menasha on the other. When researching, I was surprised to learn that the rivalry between the cities goes all the way back to its founding members. In the beginning, there was a group of five men that planned to start a settlement together on Doty Island. The group consisted of Governor Doty, his son Charles Doty, the publisher of the Milwaukee Sentinel, Harrison Reed, Curtis Reed, who was Harrison's brother, and Harvey Jones, a glove manufacturer from Gloversville. Sadly, the group quickly ran into conflict. Eventually, they split into two villages. Governor Doty, Charles, and Curtis ended up raising money to buy hundreds of acres on the North Channel. They named this village Menasha. Meanwhile, Jones and Harrison were feuding over property rights along the South Channel, a village they eventually called Nina. This feud causes the development in Nina to stall for 13 years, and because the town was less developed, Menasha outbids them for a federal government grant to build a canal to redirect water for power usages. 
This raises tension between the two villages even more, as the canal promises new settlers and new businesses to Menasha. Nina considers this an act of thievery and is insulted. From this point on, the two villages purposely fought to stop the government from funding improvements that benefited the opposing village. The truth is that the split in the island doesn't exist outside the social realm. Doherty Island is still itself with or without Nina and Menasha. However, without the island, the two cities would probably not exist at all. Next, I'd like to talk about Smith Park, donated to the city by Elijah D. Smith in the 1890s. The park is seemingly normal, a good-sized playground, pickleball courts, and a pavilion perfect for grad and birthday parties. But on the most eastern portion of the park, beyond the soccer fields, there's something extraordinary. Three mounds, raised only slightly from the surrounding green space, remain an unmowed home for wildflowers and weeds. These are burial grounds built 1,100 years ago by the mound culture. It's hard to see the pattern of the mounds from ground level, but it says on the sign outside the park that these shapes are long-tailed water spirits. Having this reminder of ancient indigenous life in what is now suburbia is a reminder of the huge changes the island has seen, and moreover, the changes this whole continent has gone through. It's not often we learn about pre-colonial indigenous history, so being able to experience sites like the mounds in Smith Park is really special. However, as someone with indigenous ancestry, I also experience a profound sense of loss. The settler history of Menasha is written and stored for those who care to look. The same cannot be said for the indigenous communities that once called Menasha and Doty Island their home. I'd like to end this review of Doty Island by talking about my personal favorite area to take walks, the Menasha Dam. Water power made early industry in Menasha possible, attracting all sorts of people to the area. Although the factory has fallen, the dam still exists as a pivotal location between Doty Island and mainland Menasha. Many wonders can be seen here year-round. In summer, the pelicans, egrets, and cormorants buddy up over the spillway to rest and look for food. In fall, the big cottonwood trees turn vibrantly orange like gold giants. In winter, the never-freezing water rushes past, surface black and shiny like the back of a beetle. But in spring comes the most amazing feature, the sturgeons. I remember the first time my dad took me down to the dam to see the sturgeons spawn. Giant fish lined the cement path we walked, seemingly thousands of fins peeking out of the shallow waters. When peering into the water, I could feel my capacity for wonder growing joyously at the realization that there were just too many to count. Todia Island is a special place full of industrial ruins and real hope. From feuding founders to pelicans to burial mounds, the island comes alive to those who choose to look a little closer. I give my home, Doty Island, five out of five stars. I also challenge you to make your own five-star review uh, of Menasha and to give John Green's book, The Anthropocene Reviewed, a read.